Episode 54, Digital Board Gaming. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris and Corey. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, sometimes miniatures, RPGs, and tabletop, probably about miniatures this week. Well, it's mainly about the games we play. But uh, this week, oh man, I'm totally off here. I'm your host, Brian, and uh, with me this week, uh, my co-host, or the third chair, should I say. Well, I guess not third chair. Well, anyway, you can introduce yourself. This is Corey. Hey, Corey. Welcome back. back. No Chris this week. Chris was supposed to be on then, like, his water heater exploded or something. I don't think it's quite that serious, but... Yes, it did take him away. Yes, water and stuff happened. It was a joys new one, too. Joys of home I guess. ownership. Yes, the joys of home ownership. But it is what it is. Sorry, Chris, you couldn't make it, uh, but he'll be back soon. Anyway, we got a lot to talk about. This is actually episode 54. I'm way off track and off off board. It's been a long week uh, already. So uh, we'll make it through, but this is episode 54, right? I have to refresh my own feed on my podcast app. Yes, this is episode 54 uh, coming at you this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about the games we played this week. We're going to be talking about a little bit of our gaming goals and, I don't know, other stuff. We'll get there. I'm sure Corey and I will have, find stuff to talk about. So, hey, before we continue on, I just want to give a big congratulations to Adam and Michaela and Sam as the winners of our one-year anniversary board game. So Michaela and Sam are the proud new owners of King of Tokyo Dark Edition that did get shipped out earlier this week. So um, they do live halfway across the country. So hopefully they get this before this uh, episode goes live. And Adam, who is a local guy, um, who started listening to us and met Chris in real life as his inspector. I think we talked about it a few episodes ago. Shout out to Adam, but he uh, won Ganshan Clever. So... Uh, it was a lot of fun to meet Adam and then talk to uh, Sam and Michaela. So I hope you guys enjoy the games. Which that's funny. All right. Sean Clever is what Adam won. I, yeah. I actually taught that to him on Tabletop Simulator. Well, it's funny. I'm on like, the email for his entry, he even said that yeah. he was actually thinking about buying it because he thought his wife would really like it too. And that's what he said his email and he happened to get it. It was meant yeah, to Yeah, he really it. liked it when we played it. That's he such a me. great game. <laughs> This one, I, still, I think I've scored like over 215 points every time I've played, and I, I, which I really don't think score? I've won. I don't think That's I've won. That's a good score. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we played, you got like a, well, what'd you get, like a 220 or 215? And yeah, I got awesome. my best score ever. That was, yeah, that's how it works. That's a good uh, good. Though. Yeah, good times. So congratulations to them. I hope you guys enjoy your games. We do appreciate uh, you guys listening. And then for those who didn't win, I apologize. You didn't get to win anything. Uh, But I really do appreciate you listening. And I really was encouraged and um, loved everybody's messages. It was just really nice and heartwarming to uh, read those. So thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you keep enjoying these episodes and I really hope I can do more of these giveaways in the future. So just keep listening. We'll talk about it. Um, yeah. So thank you. All right. So uh, Corey, how's uh, how's your gaming goals going or do you even have any gaming well, goals? I don't, I, I don't ask. don't exactly have any gaming goals like you guys, although I have started using that board game app that you showed me. Uh, so that's pretty cool. It's because I send you all the plays. <laughs> and, and yeah, I think you've probably entered more into my board gaming app than I probably have. Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know how to. It says I have 140 plays in the last 365 days. Nice. That sounds. That sounds pretty good. That's pretty good. 
But yeah, obviously things have slowed down not being able to play at work. But uh, we are finding new and inventive ways to get games in. Uh, so that's been good. A couple this week that we'll talk about a little later. Yeah. Well, I'm up to 161 plays for the year, and 56 of those are unique. So I actually got some new games in this week that were on there. Uh, so we'll talk about those a little later on the games we play. But making progress, uh, I I think my goal is 150 unique games. I have, That's 90 more new games I need to play the rest wow. of the year. That's aggressive. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Yeah. I have a lot of small filler games. I guess I could. I don't. I don't have games like No Thanks and on there yet this year, or Star Realms, or some of those kind of games. Um, I don't even think I have Love Letter played this year. So plenty of small games I can get, but that's kind of cheating. But I can get it done. All right. So uh, Corey, we actually talking about inventive new ways of playing. So since we're not haven't been playing at work because, well, social distancing and working from home. And maybe even for the foreseeable year, future, they're talking like two more months or so, maybe. So we've been playing a lot of tabletop simulator, uh, sometimes at lunch, uh, actually a lot of times at lunch, right. uh, at lunch hour. We actually recruited Josh, uh, who's on your team, and uh, he started joining up with us, which has been kind of fun. Persistence um, pays off. <laughs> I was working <laughs> on him for weeks. It's like, hey, Brian and I are going to go play a game at lunch. Just You're welcome to join. You just got to get this fun little program. They'd be like, oh, I don't have it. Uh, For the low cost of nineteen ninety nine. That's right. Yep. He missed out of it. Like I think the first time I told him it was like the last day of that sale when it was half off. Yeah. And then then he felt bad because now he knew what he could have got it for. So then it's like, uh. But eventually, uh, yeah, persistence pays off. I just kept. He he knew what he was missing out on because I every time we were setting up a game, I'm like, hey, we're gonna go play. We're gonna go play. We're gonna go play. We got it. Change my state of mind. Ladies and gentlemen, so hard to find. we got him. Peer pressure. Real it works. That's right. Little do they tell you, kids, that peer pressure actually <laughs> does work. <laughs> uh, so we've what we've gotten some cartographers in. I know I talked about that last week with Emily, but that plays really well on Tabletop Simulator. Better. That's one of the... I don't know. There's probably less games that play better virtually. That is definitely one of them, though. Just the ability, as long as you just make yeah. everyone a host, so everyone can copy and paste, and not just the host. It's just so <laughs> as easy long as it's people it that you so trust, good. right? Right. No, it does. It does play pretty well, and then you can even make the pieces transparent, so you know where your your where the ruins the are ruins, and yep. see what's under it. Yep. It actually does work really well. Plus, you can get some of the mini expansions. I think there's like a mini expansion or something you can get for it. Uh, in the tabletop, they ha- actually had it there. Oh, they did? So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, it was up in the top right of the table. Okay, we'll have to try that out sometime. Yeah, definitely. Also, speaking of games, we play Sagrada. I almost like Sagrada on Tabletop Simulator. It it plays pretty well. I mean, especially I had a scripted version. And so, you know, it pulls all the all the dice out of the bag for you. So it eliminates some of that stuff you got to futz with. Dice are one of those things. It's like, I understand that it's, it's nice and clean to do, but you just, if Chris were on here, he'd be like tactile. I, I want to touch those dice. I want to roll those dice. And, and <laughs> while we were playing, you're like, Oh, I love that this rolls the dice for us. And it draws all the dice out. And that, yeah. so it would have been fun to have Chris on here. So we could have had, uh, dueling heads here going against each get other. vr man with vr you can like roll it yeah 
but but yeah, they snap into the grid, which is which is yes. pretty nice. So as long as you can judge where where they're supposed to be and not keep dropping them in the in the wrong slots, it's true. I won't name any it's true. names. True. No, no, that never happens. <laughs> Chris, um, so uh. We also played Potion Explosion this week. So you had played this before on app, or had yeah, you played so this before? The, the Humble Bundle that you turned me on to, the Asmodee Humble Bundle. It might Which is still overnight. going on. Is this still going on? Oh, I think man, it ends this week. Chuck full of, of great stuff. And so I just started going through all those games. Like, I had heard of Potion Explosion before, um, but since you had gizmos, and I kind of thought it was the same kind of gimmick... But they're completely different games. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that was part of that bundle. I wanted to see how it played. I never played the physical version, so I went through the tutorial and played a few games by myself to kind of learn how to how it goes. And I don't know this. I don't know if this is is kind of a niche game, but on the PS3, I think there's a game called Critter Crunch. Have you ever heard of Critter Crunch? It's like a top down. You know, I think Tetris, not Tetris, but it's got it's got the same kind of columns. It's got the columns. Things come in from the top, though, instead of from the bottom. And you have this little creature that he spits out his tongue and you grab things in your mouth and then you spit them into other columns and they create these chain reactions. And that's it's a puzzle game. And man, I just loved that game. It was one of those that I think I got free somehow. It's not something I went out and saw it. But I played, PS Plus, the, I played the crap out of it, and it was so fun, and it's so satisfying to to hit those those triggers and just and just see everything start to explode and pop 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 pop, and I get all this stuff. And this had a lot of that same feel, and especially in the the computer implementation of it, you see all those marbles exploding, and they're making sound effects, and they're and jetting into your beakers, and it's a pretty good implementation of it. Now. I have not played the physical version, so you know I don't I don't have that kind of a perspective to share. But I really liked it. I thought the interface was pretty good. There was a couple things I'd probably change, but overall, it played pretty smooth. Yeah, it was basically a mobile port, though. Like it, it looked, it felt like a mobile game on the PC. Uh, but you're right. The actual, when I played the physical version, it has a really cool uh, table presence. For those who don't know, it's like this big cardboard standee with, I think there's, what, five rows? And think channels, and it's cardboard, and there's a hopper where you put marbles in and then they like load and go down into these in, into these little tracks and on your turn you're picking a marble and then you know like you were saying they combo together when i played it for the first time I'm like this feels like it's a video ga- uh, a board game adaptation of a video game mm-hmm. and it was still it's really fun the physical version actually the this physical version is great um i don't know i think the ui is a little weird on the the game version. And I think if the UI was cleaned up a little bit, like you could look at stuff like if you could look at the beakers on the table, uh, not on your turn and stuff that I would prefer the digital version, but because some of those little wonky things, you can't, I I think it was supposed to be a mobile where one person's can play their turn and they have 24 hours to complete. So you're not going to be sitting there on your phone looking and trying to figure out, you're going to be waiting a couple days before you play your next turn. That's what the, version but uh, I'll bring this into work when we get back into work because it is a lot of fun and there's just something about setting up those combos and using those potions because the potions have special powers so yes. the potions you complete you can you can quaff them and quaff. Uh, yes, what a great word 
You can, it's the right word, people. Look it up. It uh, you can quaff your potions, and they all have special abilities. You know, and they're randomly distributed when you set up the game, which is kind of cool too. There's replayability. Yep. Uh, but they do special things like, hey, I can wipe all the colors of one track up, which can really set you up for a turn where you pull one, you get like 10, 12 marbles. That's that's where it's really fun. And the cool thing is how the physical version is, is there's probably three or four marbles that go down the hopper, but you can't see that are inside the box before it comes out the opening. So when you take one, they come together and then, oh, there was a blue one behind there. Sweet. Now I get an even bigger combo. It's so much fun. It's a great game. A lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's of a great family I, game. I played the tutorial and I was like, whoa, this is this is kind of cool. But I had some big gripes not being able to – I didn't feel like I knew what the computer player was doing because I didn't know where yeah. to play it and stuff. Once I figured that out, I could kind of – it makes more sense. But after I yes. played a couple full games, not tutorial mode, I was like, well, this is what I need physical. The only problem is yeah. my – my bedroom is currently filled with all of my games that I've had to bring up out of the basement since we're going to finish our basement. And my wife is like, you have too many games. So if I were to like order a new game right now, <laughs> I might have to move out. Uh, we could um, we could do a joint order and I could hold on to them if you'd like. <laughs> hey, Brian gave me some of these games today at work. Don't mind the charge on the credit card, but... That's right. That's funny. Yeah, oh, this is definitely man. one that I'm going to pick up in the physical version for sure. Yeah, it's great. It's a great game. And I think there's some expansions maybe or some like promos and stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's it's just such an available game for families and it's just something yes. different. But it's so it's easy. Like the rules are not hard. You right. just pick a marble and then here's your potions you can spend. Yep. So anyway, highly suggest it. If you haven't picked up the Humble Bundle yet, do so. I mean, heck, I think one $1 the first tier had potion explosion. You could pay $1 and get that game. But there's no reason not to give the $12. Send it all to charity. If you, do, if you don't want to give it to asthma day, you don't want to give it to humble bundle, send it all to charity. Yeah. I, I, I didn't give it to asthma I mean, day. You're going to get $12 of entertainment just out of potion explosion. And you're like, uh, and scythe. but you got scythe. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about some of these other ones, I'm sure too. But and we don't. Yeah, there's six days left. We don't work for Asthma Day, but there is great stuff in there, and it goes to a good cause. So there's no reason not to do it. And and they're online multiplayer, which is really cool. You just have your Asthma Day account you create, and then any of the games you can play with other friends. Splendor, yeah, you name it. Carcassonne, Mysterium, Small World, what have you. So a lot of fun with that. Uh, What what some other games that we played um, recently? Together. Uh, Well, you mentioned Sagrada, which, by the way, Josh played that with us. He went out. He ordered it. It's already arrived. He's already played it with the Suns, and they so liked good. It, so yeah, it's really good. Uh, I had only played it the one time at work, so you know I wasn't real familiar. It's a with little it, which, different. Which uh, I'm going to put an asterisk. You you were bragging about your win on this against us. Neither Josh nor I knew that we had goal cards. Like when it dealt it out to us, it was be it was hidden behind our our like sheet selection so we picked our sheet not knowing what our actual goal was going to be <laughs> which makes a big difference brian's like well you obviously have the purple card i'm like i wish i had the purple card <laughs> well i i mean i had the blue one i think and of all my sheets only one had blue on it it was two required blue spots i'm like all right this is not great but i almost had a perfect game this 
I almost had the full thing. I think we had columns being different colors, numbers being different colors in the columns, and I had every single column be number, uh, unique number and unique colors, which is crazy. It never happens. I just had a super, super lucky game, I think. Yeah. Um, but- so other games we played on tabletop. Uh, we played Concordia. I don't know if you talked about. Concordia. No, we didn't. Concordia is so good. So yeah, that was a, that's a neat game, man. Talk about uninspiring <laughs> table presence. So you couldn't get any farther from Potion Explosion with Concordia. Oh man, that cover is so ugly, guys. The cover is I'll the put worst. I'll put a link. I'll put a link in the description here of the BGG. Click on the link and go look at the cover and just tell me that's the worst cover ever. And from what I've heard, that's a redesigned cover. Like I, apparently, there uh, I, I thought I heard that on another podcast. the The original cover was even worse. <laughs> but but the on the this is not one where if you were playing it and walked by, you would be like, "Ooh, what are you guys playing?" It's not that. It just looks but like some boring Euro. Is really good. I wish it just looked better on the table and were just more appealing and kind of drew you in. Because the gameplay is really good. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's deep. There's a lot of options. Uh, I, it's, but a lot of those games, you can feel overwhelmed with the amount of options you have. Mm-hmm. And I never really this one doesn't. That way. No it, no, it always felt like, yeah, I could do all of these things. But, you know, these two or three things are going to achieve my short-term goal and point me in the long-term. Uh, so I thought that was really good. I. Well, would, you you know what like to play you know again. why though, it's that mechanic where you have only these cards and you play yes. it down, and yep. it's played until you play the one card to refresh, which that card's not great and it feels bad to use it. So you only have maybe five, six options, and as you play, it dwindles down. It's like okay, I have three options here. Obviously, one of these three is better than the other. And so I think that really helps with that analysis paralysis. Now, if it was some like big like worker placement and those were all your options, that would feel extremely overwhelming. Right. I love that mechanic though. I I, I just like that feeling of of trying to be very what what are the words? Very uh, deliberate. Deliberate, not not deliberate, efficient. but efficient. Efficient is the word. Efficient with how you do your cards. No, nothing gives me more pleasure in a game like that than to see my opponent rest. <laughs> While I'm <laughs> while I, I'm able to keep doing things, you know, I'm chaining things together, and man, I'm not going to rest for three more turns because I I was able to buy this Guys, card, which now I can six, play. Yeah. Three words, Corey: Century New World. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> every time I've played Century, well, we played this like five, six times this year, and every time with Corey, he'll just drag his feet so he does not have to rest to pull his workers back. <laughs> it's the same thing in this game. Or I want to fill my fill up my wagon. I'm not even though I have what it takes to get that card. None of you have it, so why would I buy it? I'm gonna keep <laughs> chugging away. I'm gonna keep getting other stuff, preparing so that once I do get it, I can get something else. I it's kind of the same I with love that. It's kind of the same with this too, though, yes. because there's different resources across Italy or whatever Europe. I think it's Italy, but I mean, you're setting up cities, and then you can activate the regions. Mm-hmm. So then, when you have something on that city, you get the resource printed on that city. Which it's all. I love that it's modular. So every time you play, it's different. Right. Um, yeah, it's so much fun, and you only have so much storage. So, so you kind of have a corner on the the bricks, the things that aren't as valuable, but they're needed all the time. 
Whereas mm-hmm. since you went that way, I kind of went the opposite way and started getting high end stuff. So I was getting cloth. So I didn't have any way to get. Well, those- are you kind of a big deal? I mean, <laughs> Let's look at my I'm just the common man getting brick and uh, food, and you're but- like over here with all your wine and silk. But I was never able to actually produce those common things. So I would just produce the expensive stuff and then sell them off. It it was nice that even though I didn't get in on some of the the means of production to get those things, it was still not hard for me to get. There were, were, I would just had to go about it a different way, which is really neat. That's why I like some Euro games. And I, I don't know if others can relate to this, but sometimes when you play these Euro games, you feel trapped. Oh, I just need that one resource, but man, I can't get it. There's no way to get it, or it's super inefficient to do this. In Concordia, you don't feel stuck, right? You can play to your strengths. Hey, this is what I've been dealt with, or this is what I have, and you can work with it and be competitive. That's what's so so great about this game. And that whole, like, put a card down, and it stays out there until you refresh, there's not a lot of games that do it. I really like that mechanic, but I really like that you can upgrade those cards and this and most i've never played right. a game that has that mechanic where you can start getting new cards into your hand that are more powerful uh this game doesn't it's great it's great and what's really unique is all those cards affect your in-game scoring so not only are you trying to weigh do i want this card because it's more powerful but it also gives me these bonuses because i have a bunch of these other cards too scoring in this game is super unique i think that's actually the most difficult part about this game to wrap your mind around is the scoring it, it even has a it tells you the first time you play it the first time when you refresh your hand go ahead and just mock score like it, it has you reset the points down it just has you mock score so you can understand the scoring so you don't screw yourself over in the end game but, uh, the game's fairly it's pretty strategic and heavy but at the same time there's not i think the rule book's two pages and i pulled it out i'm like this is a double side piece of paper what is nice. this we, uh, it worked really well in Tabletop Simulator, I thought, too. Yeah, check it out, Concordia. If you, have, if you have Tabletop Simulator, grab, uh, check it out. It's an expensive game, though. It's like a 40 50 bucks uh, that never goes on sale, like ever. Yeah. It's, it's one that I'm glad that you own <laughs> so that I can play it. But like, I would never get a, a chance to play that. And it's just not one. It's fun to talk about it because you remember how actually good it is. But it's not one you like... You're gonna look at the on the shelf and be like, "Ooh, that's by Concordia." It just <laughs> that's true. Cool. So Euroy, Chris and uh, Corey here are kind of board game snobs. They like the blank. I'll play about anything blame, at least man. once. It's gotta look good. <laughs> it's gotta look good. So yeah, man, I am painting like crazy. That's one thing about that's being awesome. Stuck at home is I got all kinds of time to paint. I. I've been just cranking out all kinds of different stuff, stuff for Star Wars Legion. I got all my Star Wars Legion stuff. I've been playing that with with my son. In fact, I had that set up when that contractor came over to give me a bid on the basement. He's like, whoa, what is all this? He, he was like, this, <laughs> Welcome this to awesome. my world. Exactly. But actually, the only thing that he didn't plan or that, excuse me, that we didn't plan, he's like, after seeing all the stuff I've painted and I said, you know, I'd really love a place that I could display some of this stuff. I work a long time on this. He had this awesome idea for like a plexiglass display case down this hallway where it's out of the way, where it's not, kids aren't going to run into it while they're playing and like in interior lights, but plexiglass all the way through so that you can see all the way down. It's going to be so awesome. And are you doing that? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) 
course. He's like, what are you going to do with it? Well, as I'm taking him around, showing him all this stuff, he's like, what are you going to do with all this stuff? I was like, I don't know. I maybe go to Ikea and get some kind of curio cabinet or something. I, he's like, oh, dude, you don't want to do that. <laughs> and he's giving me all the ex- – he's like, you have this giant room that kids are going to be playing. They got that Papa Shop basketball down there. There's ping pong tables. There's foosball. You're not going to want that in there. He's like, let's think of something else. And then as we're walking through, he's like, okay, right here. This entire wall right here, we're going to make a built-in plexiglass display case for this. And it's going to be – he he was getting all jazzed up. And I'm like, uh, you just won the bid right there. I, you don't even have to tell me the number. It's like <laughs> – it's you should like so you, awesome. you should get like voice activated and set this. You know, you know, with those Alexas and stuff, you can you can set like a custom like thing, and then it plays custom music. Yes. Well, you should get like the string lights that play with it, and you customize the lights. So oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, I'll I'll have to share some of your pictures from your Instagram. Corey's like crazy good at your painting. Um, I Which, I it's not I can't, I don't even I know mean, how you do it. I'm it's. I don't know. You you figure out the process because I'm not like a super artistic guy. I'm you know I'm I'm a computer guy. I'm, I'm logical. I'm a math guy. But man, if you can give me a process, and so that's just what I've learned. I I went through when I was pulling up all those board games out of the basement, and I kind of opened up my descent box. That's where I kind of got my start. That's why I started painting. Was I wanted a, the awesomest descent dungeon crawling experience i had seen all these pictures on board game geek i was like man if i could only do that it'd be so much better than gray plastic and at the time when i painted them i didn't know anything i was doing but i thought they looked so awesome and it, and it added so much to the experience but i look at them now and i'm like <laughs> look at that paint's knob over like, here now <laughs> right but it's just you know i just refined the process from all, all the practice i've had yeah, you'll have to you'll have to put some out there. I'll I'll link it on our Instagram. Get you people to see because man, I follow people on Instagram that do painting, and I I've seen your miniatures are better than some of those people to be completely honest. So, um, I still have my box here. This works really well on podcasting. I still have my box of all my Nemesis primed here, ready to go. Oh, yeah. I ordered paint like what was that three four months ago. I have all my paint sitting here for my order, uh, ready to. I need to paint these things so. Sometimes the hardest thing it's it's kind of like any project you just got to get started. I know. Like, well, you get them to I got a prime wet. state and you sit there and stare at them and you're like, "Oh, I'm never going to do it justice." So you don't want to start cuz you're afraid. Just start throwing some basic base coating but on man, there. It doesn't have to look good right so away. Cool. That is the coolest miniature. I mean, I'm holding up the queen from Nemesis. It's so cool. It's so we got to play that. That is that's well, the I mean, we Kickstarter's coming out. I'm going all in, too. I'm going to get all Gosh. the expansions from the base, and I'm getting the new Mars. I'm going all in. It's going to be expensive, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. I mean... It's so good. The The tabletop simulator looks pretty good on that, but uh, those miniatures are so... Anything with miniatures, it's like, it just doesn't feel right playing it on tabletop simulator. I Even mean, if it looks kind of cool there, it's just that... I'm with Chris here. There's something, a, the there's something about the, having the, the wheelchair... There's something about having the wheelchair hero who's rolling, literally rolling over dead alien carcasses. That's yes. just so satisfying. It's oh, it so awesome. Great. Until you end up hiding in the showers because you're, you're trapped on the side by queens. I don't know what you're talking myself. about. Uh, uh, such a great game. Can't wait to play it. The, the intruder like evolves. Like I had, I had it gimped, and it was like a gimpy one. I didn't finish it off, and then it evolved into. 
mutator one. <laughs> that killed both of you. I think that's one that killed both of you. It's so good. Oh man. Yeah, I need to I need to start painting. That might be a good activity in the afternoons or evenings just as a relaxing kind of getaway. But I got a wet palette and I haven't done a wet palette before. So I think that's been kind of my hesitation. I need to read up a little bit on it, how to take care of it for cleaning and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. But uh yeah, yeah, good times. So, so other tabletop yeah. stuff. Tabletop. Well, maybe not tabletop, <laughs> but asthma day. So because of this bundle, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to sell this bundle to people, I guess. Lord of the Rings, the card game. This is something that you and I had played about a year back. We had, I don't know, maybe it's almost two years like ago. Three, year, oh, three years ago. Four. It, I think I got it in the old house. That was like three, four years ago. Mine is now anyway. stuck at the office because. Mine too. You know, I went on spring break or an early spring break before all the, everything shut down. By the time I was back, the office was shut down and it's off limits. So there it is. Yeah, I was texting you while you were on vacation. That yep. what happened? Like, dude, check your email. We're having to work from home. Yep. So the Lord of the Rings, the the version you get on Steam is not a direct duplication of the card game, but it it it's the spirit of the game. Like many of the mechanisms, almost all the mechanisms themselves are the same, but the effect on some of the cards is a little bit different and just having an AI to play against versus you having to take all the steps. It, it feels just like the, the physical card game, which I love that game. I used to, oh, it's so one good. Of the first like tr- or living card games that I had ever tried to play. I remember beating my head up against some of those hard scenarios just night after night. It's vividly, I can remember it. It was during the NBA playoffs is when I got that. I would sit there watching NBA playoff games and playing Lord of the Rings <laughs> just over and over and refining my deck and trying different combinations. Well, the nice thing about this is you don't have to completely rebuild your deck and, and you know, oh, the that cards. you can just have all the decks in there and just try, okay, I want to go with uh, spirit and tactics this time. Oh, okay. That doesn't really work for this camp, this nest, this set of missions. Let's try lore and whatever the other one is. Uh, but you can you can just have your preset built decks. It is so fun, man. I think I should actually. I think I have it pulled up on Steam right now. To how many hours? I think I played like five or six hours in the last like two or three days. Which oh wow, you know I don't know in the world of video games that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but for me that's, and board that's, game, yeah, that's that's a that's a lot of of playing. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. It's I'll really have to good. I'll have to check it out. I really like the LCG. It was on my Steam wish list for a long time. Uh, just waiting for it to hit one of those Steam sales, you know? And it would never get down to where you can get other games for, you know, a ham sandwich. And uh, it never did. But part of this pun- humble bundle, man, again, the $12 gets you this entire thing. It gets you all of, like, the campaign expansions. It, it doesn't nickel and dime you. You get everything. Oh, you get everything. Oh, oh I yeah. thought it was just the base game. Okay. Oh, no. This definitive edition is everything that they've produced, you get. Okay, because that's what, like, I almost bought it when it first released, but I saw, oh, it's going to, there's going to be DLC. I'm like, I'm not going to buy this for 30 bucks or whatever it was, plus DLC. I think when it first came out, that's what it was. And they since, that's why it's now called the definitive edition, is gotcha. because now it's like, okay, we're going to just give you everything. Well, I think they shut down the studio too, right? I don't think the studio's around anymore. Uh, so I think that's uh, all that's coming out now. Well, we should play that together. It's really good to play. You, you can play on co-op. You can play it online co-op. 
I, I'm pretty sure. Well, I guess it is the play together with friends humble bundle. So I, I sure hope so. It better be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, check it out. I uh, check it out. I love Lord of the Rings. Any pretty much all the Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Ring games seem so thematic, and that's why I love the LCG. It feels like we're playing as the characters. It feels like we're taking yeah. on. I think the last time we played, we were getting we were playing through the Hobbit, and I think we got stuck on the three trolls. You know, where the mm-hmm. trolls take. Uh, take your party and your uh yeah you can really get, you can really get boned if you lose the wrong heroes you just can't ever get off the ground in that scenario that's tough that is a tough one but good stuff yeah so any floors open any other tabletop rpg miniatures get it off your shoulders because we don't talk about it much so splendor is also in this i okay. had i had the splendor it was on it was uh one of those free ios games one time i Yep. I just don't like playing games on my phone. I, my phone is for looking stuff up and texting people. I am not a phone gamer. I got all these free ones. I got tons of stuff on there. I just don't want to sit there staring at my phone when I'm playing a game. Right. Like like the other Potion Explosion, the Steam version is kind of the mobile version ported into the yep. desktop version. But there was all kinds of stuff that I had never seen before. There's like these challenge modes where... <laughs> That's it's why kind of, this is so good. Yeah. This, yeah, I, I have the mobile and played this one um, a lot. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but no, those no challenge modes, that's what makes it worth it. Yep. Even if you have played Splendor so many times that you're bored of it, uh, don't even play the normal game mode. There's yep. tons of these challenges, and it starts out easy, and it gets super hard. It's like this really puzzly mm-hmm. game. It's super unique and a lot of fun. It'll challenge you saying, hey, you have to get XYZ, and sometimes it'll be like in three moves or one turn or two turns, and it's super tough. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, patchwork is also in there, which is a, like Have you played player. that before? I had never played it in the physical version. It's, okay. I think it's only a two-player game, right? It's, it is. It is yep. not anything else. Um, so I played that several times. It's like a Tetris-style polyomino tile laying. And uh, yeah, so man, I've really been into these. We had that Planet Unknown, which is on Kickstarter, which I am just super jazzed for. Uh, you've been talking about I Love Cats, but there's it feels like there's other ones that we've we've played recently that were those tile laying, but this is much in that same vein. I'm like, man, I'm really, Oh, cartographers. Duh. Uh, but I've been really digging those kinds of games. So I really thought that one would hit the mark. And I just, it, I don't know. I don't, yeah, it's not my favorite. It's probably my least favorite, uh, Tetris piece tile lane game, whatever you want to call that genre. I, I, yeah, I, I'm just not a fan of it. It's, it it was okay. But you know, I, I played it a couple times through and I'm like, "Mm." yeah, it it was worth it's definitely worth a dollar. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's part, part of a dollar. larger bundle. But man, there are so many games in that bundle that I still haven't even I haven't even opened yet. Twilight Struggle, which oh gosh, I I I don't know if I'll when I'll get to that. But Small World, I love Small World. I have the, I have like all of Small World, I believe all the expansions. I haven't played it physically in in a couple of years. But Mysterium, I'm looking to. Looking forward to trying. I that really want to play that. So we need to. Hit that's. That. I think that's like a four-player game. I don't know. Uh, you have to look at it. it. It's one of those where somebody, I believe, somebody's a ghost and they're trying to communicate other ways, but they can't talk or communicate or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, but I've heard it's really good. Carcassonne has like all the expansions in there, 
which I have mm-hmm. the base version of Carcassonne, and that's a good game. I mean, yeah, it's not brand new and shiny. It's been around, and it's jumped the shark a couple times, probably with some of the expansions. But <laughs> the game itself, I've never played anything but the base game, so I am looking forward to kind of breathe a new life into that one. You should play the Traders one. The, the Traders one adds a thing where you have you put a big guy down. So if you place a road, you can actually put your big worker guy. Like he's just a little bigger size of your worker. Um, I believe that's maybe he. I don't know. There's spe- some special where it doesn't matter, but you place it down just normally. Uh, but what's it's really cool is if you add on to that road or city that's on, then you get an immediate second turn right away. Huh. But your second thing that you place cannot be placed on the road or the city of the thing that spawned it. So you can't just keep adding on to it. But I really like that. And then I think there's like a sheep or something that increases your... Um, your farms and add some resources. It's a really nice twist and it adds a lot of weird shaped pieces that, you know, when you're playing the base game and you're getting towards the end, you're like, there's no piece that could fit this city road Mm -hmm. monstrosity. Right. Right. They added it in this. (laughs) Like there's so many weird pieces. You what, which means that you get these huge, cool cities and roads and things that finish more. And so the, the, the scores go higher. You're getting double turns. It, you can set yourself up. It's great. I like that. Um, that's probably my favorite. It's the, I think it's the Traders and Builders expansion, which comes in there. Sounds cool. Um, cool. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the last of the digital games. I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about Planet Planet Unknown. I know we've <laughs> we've dropped this. The Kickstarter beating a dead now. horse, but. We have. I, I think I've taught this to everyone that I know that owns Tabletop Simulator, like my cousins, my friends. <laughs> I've like proselytized this thing because I want to be able to play the asymmetric boards with the special powers. So much so, I was jonesing for it. I got on and kind of set up a three-player game to just try out three of the different. No, you didn't. I did. I'm I'm that big of a nerd. <laughs> So <laughs> I, I just picked randomly three different of the corporations. I just kind of wanted to see how, how the dials turned and, you know, and you won, stuff. right? I, I'm, I'm so good at it, but it was actually, I, I, I gave up on it because I, I kept getting confused on which board was doing what, like, as I'm, <laughs> as I'm going round and around in the circle, it's, uh, I was getting all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going diagonally across tracks that I can't do that on. And but yeah, people keep lunch tomorrow. When Let's that do it. comes out when that co- oh oh yeah, we can try the two player version of it. I really like the two player, the strategic elements of it's of different. Seeing what seeing what's coming, yeah, I think that plays really good at two players. But man, the pandemic. I mean, I ha- I have three kids that are in all the sports and activities, and so the change of pace that this has brought. Has kind oh, of you weren't been, talking about Pandemic Legacy Season 1. Okay, got it. I wouldn't. Oh, man. I totally I'm missing that. We got to get back at that. Well, well we out. were talking about it last week, so that's why I thought you were talking about it. But you meant the actual pandemic, uh, not the, the, actual, game. the one we're living in, not the one we want to play. <laughs> but it's been such a change of pace. I'm normally every weekend I'm at a tournament and during the week I'm, I'm coaching something and I'm busy and you, you just get home, you're tired. And so I don't get as many games with my kids because we're off doing other things. So normally when I'm going to play a game, it's I'm getting out of here and I need, I need some time away, but all this time 
cooped up in the house together, I've played more games with my kids and my family in the last two months than I probably have in the last several years combined. That's awesome. Uh, and so that's that's been really fun. It, it's kind of funny. My daughter went over to a boy's house for the first time. Uh-oh. Like, uh, Uh-oh. Two, two nights ago. They played just family. They played games. as it, So it wasn't yeah. just her and the boy hanging out. It was like he, she was hanging out with his family. And they and they were playing some games, just, you know, your typical target types type stuff. And she was, she was trying to explain, they couldn't understand the concept. She was trying to explain, yeah, we got like 300 games or something. And they're like, what are there even that many games? And she was trying to explain, well, yeah, we play these strategy games and cause they're playing, you know, just the, the funny, the fun family party games around the table type stuff. Sure. Uh, I kind of lost my train of thought, but yeah, I've played a ton of stuff with my kids. Uh, Detective, we played that with my wife and my daughter. So my wife isn't a big strategy gamer, but she likes the puzzly type stuff. She likes the exit games. She likes kind of just always being involved. She doesn't want to have to wait for people's turns or have to have these deep strategy, but she wants you know have that narrative and and she that that's engaging for her. So we played all the way through the uh, the base game of Detective. And so that's awesome. That that was really fun. It was sort of anticlimactic at the end. Like it was building up spoilers. to this point and I'm not going to give any spoilers, but uh, it's one of those games where you just wish that you're just hoping that the last mission is the best one. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't think it was, it was good. It's just, you had this build up, And so your expectations just keep getting higher and higher. And the last mission of that core box just, we didn't we didn't find as enjoyable as the rest, so it, it was kind of like one of. The, but we loved the what five or six campaign. I think there's five missions in the base campaign, so looking forward to getting the expansions for that. There's one free one that they put out because of the mm-hmm. pandemic online mm-hmm. that we haven't done yet that we're gonna do, and then there's like a a three mission campaign. I actually think that's probably the sweet spot is three missions because you can kind of do that in a weekend. And not have all the time in between, so you have all the clues and and all the all the branching paths. You don't. We had copious notes and stuff, but you know, if if you play on one Friday and you don't get to play till the next weekend, it's like, well, okay, what was what were those fine details? What were some of yep. the threads that we didn't get to investigate that maybe we want to in this one? Uh, so I think three is perfect because you can get that beginning, middle, end, and 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 have it be complete. So I'm really looking forward to to trying that out. You mean you didn't bust out a cork board with the yarn and and, <laughs> and pins? <laughs> no, no, we did not. <laughs> oh man, uh, cool. Well, it sounds like you've been playing a lot more, a lot of games, uh, maybe more than me this last week or two. Uh, but that that that's awesome. Um, couple Kickstarters I wanted to talk to you about. I don't. Did you see Steampunk Rally Fusion? Have you heard about Steampunk Rally? No. Okay, well, remember I'm I am other than my planet unknown backing. I am not Mr. <laughs> Kickstarter here. You you I, ha- I haven't either. Like Chris has like 200 projects funded. Um oh up gosh. until up until this last year, I only did two. Thunderstone Quest and uh oh three, Gloomhaven, Thunderstone Quest and Super Dungeon Super Explorer Dungeon, Forgotten yep. King. Since then, I've backed Everdell Nova, our Star Realms Nova Edition, Return of the Dark Tower, Foundations of Rome, Viscounts of the West Kingdom, Tumbletown, the dice stacking cat spatial puzzle game, Holly, yes. 
Festival of Colors, which looks really cool. Uh, sea of Stars, which is a, a Chrono Trigger RPG retro game they're making. Frosthaven, Planet Unknown, and Steampunk Rally. Uh, surprise, Emily, I backed that. Um, but uh, Steampunk Rally, it, I think you would. I think you would really like. Uh, it has it has dials. I uh, dials. <laughs> but essentially, you have this. Uh, this it looks like a spaceship. And there's cards, and so they're all unique and have special powers and stuff. And you assign dice, and you can vent them and switch dice faces to activate them. And honestly, I don't. You're racing. Oh yeah, there's like a board, and you're racing. So you're racing each other. And there's these really cool metal. I don't know if you can. Yeah, look at this picture. There's what, these what? metal cogs. So steampunk, steampunk rally rally. Yep, and the new one is a standalone expansion called Steampunk Rally Fusion. Just ended on Kickstart today, by the way. So this is great. But I think you could late back it. But uh, basically, these are cards. It's a space. It's kind of a, a steampunk ship that you're building, and you're activating and venting, and you're drafting. You're uh, using these. Oh, I think uh, I saw this on Instagram. Yeah, yeah that does look cool. Has a really cool, and then the dice look really cool, and they're racing each other, and the boards modular, and anyway, I backed that. So steampunk rallies already out. Yes, it is. And then this is standalone expansion like with the Kickstarter. So it's a standalone. With the Kickstarter, I backed it and got the first game and this game, and it came in a special dual sided box that uh, contains everything, both the first and the expansion. Plus, it has like deluxe uh, vac tray insert. All the components are upgraded, plus promos for first and second game. So, anyway, that was uh, that is that's really attractive. Those those metal cog, those like metal cog wheels things. Plus, that dial looks really. Anyway, this looked up your aisle. Yeah. uh, So you said it just it just closed. Yeah, like this evening. They are. Maybe I need to not uh, just close my eyes to Kickstarter anymore. Estimated delivery is August of this year. Yeah. Like I thought Planet uh, Unknown was in uncharted territory because they were turning it around so fast. And is that is that more of the common thing rather than having to wait a year? Are they starting to turn these around faster? Uh, it depends on the game. I think with this one being a standalone expansion, they already kind of had the game wholly designed up. Because if you looked at their timeline, they said, hey, it ends in May, and we're sending it off to print in May. Most Kickstarters are 90 to 95% done, but they're still finalizing stuff. They were pretty much done with this one. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they did say early delivery, which is why this is uh, a little more unique, and I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be out this fall. Wow, that looks cool. It does look cool. Anyway, so back that. That'll be a fun game. Um, Last one that I've been really getting mileage out of with my boys is Star Wars Outer Rim. Oh, yeah. Which, when that came out, obviously, I'm a big Star Wars fan. But And Corey Konetska, I think, was the designer, maybe. It was an FFG Star Wars game. You knew it was probably going to be good. But it came out at a pretty high price point, I think. And then I it was the reviews were kind of... Meh. They were iffy. Yeah. yeah. And so I I don't know, it just kind of fell off the radar. I, I don't I can't remember if it was on sale or, or what got it back on my radar, but I'm like, boy, my boys have just been just eating up everything Star Wars. I've never been a bigger Star Wars fan, I think, in my life than right now. Like I am consuming so much Star Wars, it's kind of ridiculous. I, I I don't know. I, I've reinvigorated my love of Star Wars. I've been I finished all of the In spite Wars. of terrible movies. 
the Clone Wars, the I, I'm almost finished with Rebels. There's so much good Star Wars stuff out there. I've I've even read some. I don't read comic books, but I, I read some <laughs> of the Darth Vader like comic books that were written. Those are good. supposed to be really. good. I got them on yeah. Kindle Unlimited. The Charles Soule ones from 2017. Mm-hmm. They were they were on Kindle Unlimited. Like the first like anthology of them were, and those were really good. There's just so much good content out there. And so I was just kind of looking. I we've been playing Star Wars Destiny with the with my son and enjoying that. So I saw that and I was like, man, I need a bo- I need a Star Wars board game, not a card game, not all these other things. And so that got back on my radar. So we, oh, let's give this a try. I don't care about these reviews. I just wanted it, and it was it, it is perfect for my for my boys to play. If if you are if you just like the the milieu. And you like Star Wars and just like that narrative gameplay that's very evocative. It is not a Euro game. Yes, no. there's lots of different ways you can get points. It's a sand. It's, not, it's kind of a Star Wars sandbox. Is how I yeah, have it described. Yeah, you can, is, you, hey, you, you either, can take a mercenary. Yeah, it's mercenaries or the smugglers or the bounty hunters, and you're, yep. it's a it's a sandbox. You yep. get to do whatever. Whoever gets the most points, right? You're racing yeah, the so points. Both of my boys took bounty hunters, like Boba Fett and Bosk or whatever, and they wanted to just go kill the world. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be Lando and hop in the Millennium Falcon here and just go run some illegal cargo all over the galaxy. I mean, who does got my points? They're just, you know, grabbing people out of, (laughs) out of spaceports and, and turning them in for bounties. And it it was just so fun. So many elements of it just tell great stories and just kind of to, to just play around in that star Wars outer rim. I don't know. Sandbox. Like you said, it's just, I really want to play it now. We we put on the star Wars music and it's one of those games. Like I have so many games. Most of the time I'm the one suggesting to my, to my kids hey hey would you like to play a game that's one that they are consistently coming up even like during the week tuesday on a tuesday morning they'll peek their head <laughs> in while i'm working hey can we play star wars outer rim tonight I'm like absolutely <laughs> let's do this so we are we're loving that i think uh, yeah like, it's, it's it, sold it out super strategic but you like star wars i think there's enough stuff going on and it's not just straight dice chucking or anything like that. There's, but I think you would like it. We should play it together. Yeah. It's sold out everywhere. I was checking card Haas game nerds. It's all sold out and it's like, it's $51. That's pretty expensive. It's, and it's great. It's easy to learn. It's like you have lots of things you can do on a turn, but everything you do is, is super easy. So even for my, my 10 year old, it's not hard for him to, I don't have to like hold his hand and tell him what to do. He knows what he's supposed to, like what his goals are. And I don't know, it, every once in a while I'll give him some tips, but most of the time he's, he's self-sufficient and he's 10 years old. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. It looks awesome. I really want to play this. I wonder if we could do tabletop. I don't know if it would be worth it or not, but. Uh... I played, I tried out the AI, the solo mode on it. I, I'm not huge on solo games, but there is an AI mode. And I'm like, let's try this out. It was okay. I hit, That's a pretty I, I good just, implementation, I, but I just can't do solo games. I don't know. I yeah. yeah. But well, cool. If well, you want to play a solo good. game, then check out Lord of the Rings: The Definitive Edition. Yeah, I'll, if I'm going to play a solo game, I'll play a video game. I, yep. My yep. Steam library is like my board game collection. It's mainly your majority games I've never played before. Yep. So, and in some cases, never installed, which is like the same as uh, never unshrinked. True. Shelf so, 
Yeah, my library is a little ridiculous in Steam. I have like th- over 300 g- games. I think I've only played like 60 of them. Wow. Oh, those Humble Bundles, man. Uh, hey, it's $2. Why not? I mean, I think Humble Bundles have contributed for about 65 to 70% of my Steam library. And Steam sales, and, man. And those, Steam sales are the other. Those 45%. summer sales. Oh, which is going to be coming up next month. Oh, my word. It's going to be disastrous. I don't think I've ever bought a game at full price on Steam. I've a couple times, but it, it really has to be a game. That's what's funny. It really has to be a game I really want. That's It's kind of ironic. Uh, when it comes to consoles, I'll, you know, I'll, buy, I'll buy a new game. It doesn't happen very often, but I'll buy a new game without thinking twice. But when it comes to my Steam, it, it has to be something I really, 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 really want uh, to buy at full price. Okay, well, uh, Corey, I appreciate you you're taking your time to fill in and uh, join us. Uh, too bad, I'm sorry, Chris couldn't make it. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't sound like anything was damaged, though. He had just had some water leaking from the new install. Um, it, I guess it only took three times for them to get it right. But, uh, <laughs> three times a charm. <laughs> I guess that's the that's why it's that's a saying, I think, guess. But he did send us pictures. His basement's looking pretty cool looking forward to play some game games i think he's already starting to plan and schedule ahead some game days uh when uh, everything blows over here and soon but it looks pretty cool it's coming along excited uh, i'm sure next time he comes in he'll tell us all about the progress and what's going on yeah thanks for having me brian it's fun i like talking yeah games. it's more more fun than talking work which we did for a half an hour before recording yeah. although we had some good laughs i don't think anybody else would uh, understand or get it but yeah a lot more fun than talking about work that's for sure so uh next week i don't know uh i need to talk to chris a little bit with schedule emily's going back to work but she had something like a hundred and something appointments (laughs) since the shutdown and so she goes back to work tomorrow so my schedule her schedule is gonna get kind of crazy uh i i don't know how much availability she's gonna have for recording so uh, we'll see what happens. Um, maybe we'll have you on some more. We'll talk more board games um, and whatnot. But uh, would love to. Yeah. And if anybody else gets a humble bundle, hey, reach out to us. If you want to uh, team up, we can uh, hang out online, play some of these games. Love to play like a scythe. Get a five six player scythe. Ooh, yeah. uh, I need to learn how to play that. Yeah, I'd we should play that too. Do it with someone teaching me rather than fuddle through it. Yeah, we, I could teach you that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's one of my favorite games. So. Um, but yeah, hey, reach out to us, shoot us an email, whatever. Look on the BGG Guild. I think I have my Steam ID in there. You can I put mine add me on your Steam this week. Oh, did you? Yeah, appreciate that. I mean, yeah, I totally saw that. Um, but I <laughs> uh, just send us a friends list, and we can always play. Yeah, be a lot of fun. Yeah, join us next week for uh, episode fifty-five. We'll be doing more of the same here. I know it's a kind of a different format here until we get back to normal and start be able to play some games together in real life. Uh, but uh, we're making do. We appreciate your time. Listen to us. Uh, follow my, us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, check out Corey. He's on Instagram. I'll try to put a link in there. Check out his miniatures. It's it's crazy. Uh, but we appreciate you listening. And from the games we play, I'm your host, Brian. And thanks, Corey, for uh, joining us. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Brian. Awesome. And keep on gaming Bye-bye. or something. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Games We Play Pod. And that's gamesweplaypod at gmail.com.